From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 230. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Squarespace, and Dudek Modern Goods. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by the one and only Mr. Brad Dowdy. And the much more healthier than yesterday, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> yes. Thank you for adjusting your schedule, kind sir, and thank you to our listeners for understanding. Um, I really, really wanted to record yesterday, number one, because it's a good episode, um, I think, because you know, I pretty much did all the show notes for this one, and uh, two, I thought it would just be a good, uh, good break, but we got out there. I got better yesterday, so we could uh, lock it down today, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, ready to roll. I like that. I like that little thing there where you're just like, it's going to be a good episode because I did all the show notes. Yeah. I mean, I was typing them all up and I was like, the show's tight and Mike's got nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had some, some of the things we're talking about. I had them in my document. You just got them for me. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, that's what I, honestly, that happens most of the time. Like if we get down to it and you have to um, produce um, the the show notes. Um, I look at it and I was like, yep, got that. Yep, he's got that. Yep, he's got that. So that's, yes, we're usually on the same page. All right, so we should probably jump straight in, right? Because we've, uh, we've obviously been away for a little bit, me and you, from the show. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. we took a, I took a week break. Uh, but people don't know that because we love our listeners so much that we record for them always, even if it's in advance. Um, so I was at the All Conference um, last last week, and I have my Lanier with me, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to confirm that, as expected, the Lanier is like the perfect conference bag. Oh, good! It's the bag you pack in your bag, and then you take it out for the conference, and you do the conference things with it, and it's the right fit. Exactly, because all I need to do is take my maybe my iPad, and mm-hmm. like for me, because I was doing some video type stuff, a little tripod. I just need to take them to and from and around about. Like, you know, I take them from my hotel room to the conference thing. It's all in the same hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends up that the Lanier is perfect for it. And like little bit, little things would come up through the day that I would need to keep or take away and put on my person. And I could then just uh, just pop them in the Lanier and then I had it with me all the time. Great. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It's uh, nice to get some more use case uh, scenarios out of, uh, out of the bag that we yeah, haven't this, uh, put it through before. Really is for me now. Like this is gonna, I think, will be my number one use for the bag. Like when I go to something like this, which I do quite mm-hmm. a lot, um, to have just that little bag that's just can just pick up and run away with. Like is is really really simple as opposed to having to have or to have, like to empty out the bag that yeah. I bring to travel or whatever. Which isn't uh, that's not the best. That's not the best way to do it because exactly I like to have that bag just like set always. You know, like my topo. Right. Um, so yeah, this, this works really well for that. So big thumbs up. Uh, I met a few pan addict listeners. Nice at all, um, and I also had uh, a very long chat with a guy named Matthew who works for a company called GF Smith Paper, and they were mm-hmm. a, 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 a UK-based paper supplier who p- supplied the paper for all the welcome packs. And oh, nice. we were sitting at the bar one night, like in a big group, mm-hmm. and we just started getting into this conversation, like across the group. And I think everybody was just ready to go to sleep. Like, me and him just start talking about, like, the intricacies of paper production. It was amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So we were totally nerding out. And then I think uh, somebody got up and then I just went and sat next to Matthew and we just just huddled in the corner (laughs) and had our little paper conversation. Oh, too funny. 
Too funny. That's great. And, and I'm not going to let you completely off the hook. Um, if if you're done talking about, ooh, you just you just posted a tweet before we went live. Um, something mm. something special about today that uh, I did not realize, and we did not plan this, of course. But uh, why don't you uh, why don't you share what you just tweeted out about 30 minutes before the show? So today is November 10th, 2016, um, which marks my two years of self employment. Um, Yay. I I was self-employed on the uh, the 10th of November 2014. That was my first day of being independent. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, which is the 11th of November, uh, we get the keys to our house. Yay. I wish I could have gotten today because uh, yeah. it would have been kind of nice. But That'd yeah, cool. I, I like those two things uh, dovetailing like that. Um, yeah. And and you know as as I said in in the tweet and I'll say it again uh, thank you to everybody who listens uh, those two things are only possible due to the fact that people listen to my podcasts right like if, well, if you uh, ain't there uh, <laughs> I'm I haven't got a home and I haven't got a job so I appreciate right. it awfully. Well, I'm really proud of you, and I'm glad to play a little bit, a teeny tiny part of it, but really it's about you and how hard you work and how much you put into this network and everything you do that goes unseen, that makes everything go off uh, without a hitch all across the platform, and uh, and just that you're a good dude, and that counts for a lot these days. So very proud of you, Mike. Love you, brother. Love you, man. All right, you had an exciting week as well, right? You've uh, yeah. since we last spoke, all the retail stuff has been has been hitting the shelves. Yeah, so that was like two weeks, like right after we did two episodes ago. It was knock retail time. Um, it was a crazy week for Jeff and I, which was good. I mean, we planned. We were uh, hey, you want it to be crazy when you you launch a product that um, you make, but that now other people are selling. You know, which is kind of a long term goal of ours, long time in coming, years in coming. Uh, for a lot of these retailers that have have been patient with us over the years. But yeah, we got our Sinclair cases out to retail. They've been met with rave reviews, which we're very excited about. Um, we're happy with how everything turned out for them. Now we're just uh, chomping at the bit to get the brass towns out there, which we're a little bit delayed on. Um, had some issues that we had to correct with that. So it's taken a little bit longer. But uh, otherwise, it went... Um, as smooth as we could have hoped for the retailers have been very happy with the product. They've been very happy with the, with the, their sales. And, um, we appreciate, uh, everyone, uh, jumping on board and starting to carry those goods. It's great. So have you learned anything? Like, has anything new popped up? Anything I expected? Any like lessons, I guess? Um, I think I was mentally prepared for it all. I knew that I would have to, be more diligent in the bureaucracy side of it. You know, the, the paperworks, the, you know, paperwork, invoicing, inventory tracking, all the kind of maintenance type stuff that you have to do to make sure everything goes off without a hitch. Um, I knew that was coming, but like once the switch gets flipped on, you're like, did I forget to do this? Did I forget to do that? And, um, you know, I, it just kind of, I just kind of worked through it and, and got into a good rhythm. And um, so I won't say that there's any been any surprises yet. And uh, I'd say I was I was at least mentally prepared for it. So I knew whatever challenges I had, I'd, I'd, I'd get through it no problem. Um, and uh, just feel real good about it. Now I'm just anxious to get uh, these brass towns out there because there's been a longer delay than we anticipated, which, you know, just those that's one of those things that happens. So, you know, and the biggest takeaway is something that we kind of hoped for in the beginning but didn't know how to handle it is quantities 
right, you never know. You just don't. So you try to plan accordingly. And we ended up having to, you know, put in a second order for a manufacturer to put in, you know, uh, quicker than we anticipated, which is a good problem to have, except there's going to be delays. So we're just trying to figure out the inventory balance to have, right? So that's going to be an ongoing challenge. But the, the, the main takeaways are, as I think it went pretty, pretty well. And uh, I think Jeff and I did a good job handling it so far and, you know, still more to come. What's the plan in regards to like management of inventory with these? Is that just something one of you is just going to take on as part of your job? Yeah, that yeah, that's what I do. That's me. Okay. Yeah, so, that that feels I, like I a Brad job. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah totally, totally. There a Brad entering job. some stuff on a spreadsheet that feels like something you could exactly, do. exactly. <laughs> yep, I'm spreadsheet boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every business needs one. Oh yeah, I'm glad to do it. Jeff and I always argue about the the monotonous things that we hate to do. <laughs> and it's usually the, what, the thing that the other one doesn't mind doing. So it works out well. All right. Let me just take um, our first break uh, okay. for this week's show. We've got a packed show. So I want to jump in to thank our first sponsor before we, we get even more on the way. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by a returning sponsor. I love this time of year because it means that Mike Dudek and Dudek Modern Goods will sponsor the show because I love to talk about Mike's products. I think everybody who listens to this show should know by now, and if you don't, what rock have you been sleeping under? Uh, Dudek Modern Goods was created by the lovely Mike Dudek of a great website called The Clicky Post. Uh, Mike was looking for somewhere to store his uh, pens as his collection started to grow, so he started to make his own products. Products like the Cube, the Block, and the Groove. These are all products that were born out of this desire to have a nice, modern, stylish, and lovely way to uh, store and present stationary goods. Uh, all of Mike's products are made in handmade in Arizona in the USA, all from solid walnut. They have a distinct modern and minimal design, and he mixes the rich grain color of the walnut with you know just the way that he cuts them and gets them just right. And this means that they're going to earn a place on your desk today that's going to look fantastic now, and they're going to last for as long as you want them. They're going to look great now. They're going to look great in 30 years. Now, it's a big change since last time uh, we had Mike sponsor the show. There are now 12 designs that you can choose from for several configurations whether you and also whether you have larger pens smaller pens you've got notebooks journals it doesn't matter what you want so let me talk about a couple of the new designs that Mike has in his arsenal there is a, a line of products called the succulent series which is a great name because I get to say succulent on the show mm -hmm. which is nice uh, these include the greenery the sprout and the planter all of these products include a stainless steel planting dish so you can add a bit of nature to your desk, which is just a nice little thing. There's some uh, some that have pens in them, some that don't. And just so it gives you a nice little place to display some uh, some greenery on your desk. And Mike is also now introducing a new product called the Stationer to the Dudek lineup. This is the perfect product for journalers. It can hold up to seven of your favorite writing instruments and also supports an A5 size notebook as well. This thing is mega. Mike ships internationally. He has great shipping rates, but you have to remember Walnut is heavy. He does his absolute best that he can to do that. And he shipped to more than 20 countries worldwide. As the holiday months are generally the busiest for makers like Mike, this is why he wants to get this message out there now to you to get your orders placed. If you're thinking about buying this piece as a gift, or if you want to receive it as a gift, it might be the time to either buy it or tell someone that you want it. Because every piece is handmade, 
it's important to get that offer in early. And because you're a listener of this show, if you go to dudekmoderngoods.com, that's D-U-D-E-K, moderngoods.com, you can find out more and use the code PENADDICT, or one word, you'll get 10% off any of Mike's incredible products. That code is only available through the month of November, so act fast. Thank you so much to Mike Dudek and Dudek Modern Goods for supporting this show and Relay FM. So there's a lot of great people in this community, and uh, Mike Dudek is up there at the top of that list. Genuinely nice guy, hard worker, salt of the earth, will do anything for anybody at any time. Great, great guy. And I I happened to, I was, before the show, I was getting my um, laptop and a notebook, and I was getting a pencil this time to do uh, my notes while while we're on the show. And I reached over, I grabbed the Blackwing 602 with one of my knock uh, dot dash notepads to use for the show. And I wanted to sharpen the pencil and I looked over and my pencil sharpener wasn't there. And so I took a picture of my desk and blamed the kids for stealing my pencil sharpener, which is what they do. Then I realized like everything else in the picture is <laughs> something from Mike Dudek, either the cube that he did with Keras Customs. There's two of them in that picture. The long block in the middle of this picture has the, that's the original, um, holder that he sent uh, you and I, Mike, one of his first products. Yeah, I saw that um, thing. The, um, the Notco um, uh, index card holder that he did does for uh, Jeff and I at Knock, and then a little other uh, six-pin holders. So yeah, I'm fully invested. I wouldn't want anything else on my on my desk to hold my pens, pencils, and paper. So I, I love Mike, and you should definitely um, support him and Dudek Modern Goods. Definitely. All right, you got some follow-up for us. Yeah, I got some follow-up. So we've talked in episodes past about um, all the handwriting. You know, handwriting is, you know, going away. Digital's taking over. All of these handwriting type things that we see. Cursive is dying. All that stuff. And then, um, you know, we had um, various commentary on Anne Trubeck and some of the editorials that came out around her book, um, um, The History and Uncertain Future of Handwriting. So... I wanted to have her on the show. She said, well, how about you read the book first and then I'll come on the show. So she was kind enough to send me a book. I finished the book. So I'm going to reach out to her um, and schedule her. Hopefully we can get her on in the, in the coming weeks. You know, I know the holidays are coming up, so we'll have to figure out um, a good time to get her on, but I'm anxious to talk about her now that talk with her now that I've completed the book. So I will be efforting that soon. And I just wanted to uh, read a little quick blurb from a friend of everyone, uh, Mary Collis, who writes uh, from the, the from the Pen Club blog, who's one of my bestest friends. She's she's just wonderful. She, she sent me this email one time. I, it was related. It was a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know exactly which article she was talking about, but they're generally all the same. And she says, nothing makes less sense to me than this prediction proclamation, the handwriting is dying thing. I don't get angry about it, but it just seems so ridiculous. Potters haven't stopped making bowls just because mass produced ones are available at Walmart. Knitters hadn't stopped making scarves and socks and Afghans just because stores are full of them. Bakers haven't stopped baking just because you can buy Oreos. Okay, I'll stop now. Handwriting is functional, often artistic, and sometimes as good as therapy or better. It's here to say, says I. So I thought that was a <laughs> Mary put a big smile on my face when she wrote that. I asked if I could share that um if this if the time came up so i just wanted to share that out there we're all obviously very pro handwriting on this um this podcast for obvious reasons so it'll be interesting to uh talk with uh ann and see see uh how she came about writing this book and, and then some of the commentary she has on uh handwriting uh going away so uh, it'll I'm, i look forward to that i'm still a little scared of it i think it's gonna be well i've read the book and i actually have some homework to do um, before I need some time to s- 
to write down my notes. I like I wrote a bunch of notes as I was reading. And uh, I don't think there's anything to be scared of. You know, I think there's uh, some clarity that needs to happen. Um, there's some issues I take with the book. Um, but uh, we'll get into all that whenever, uh, you know, whenever we can get uh, Andrew back on. So we'll do that. Um, speaking of guests on the episode, Mike, next week, you don't know this, next week, annual Honor Reinhardt gift guide episode. So start preparing. So I, I talked with Anna. I that time's out around already, man. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy, but we've done this for several years now. We always have Anna Reinert from the Well-Appointed Desk and Art Supply Posse on our show to do a gift guide episode for all the listeners. And I asked her if she was up for it again this year. She said H to the yes, and we're going to be doing it uh, next week. So I'm going to get you and her the format that we're going to do this year, which I think is probably similar to last year. And uh, so if anyone's looking for that gift guide episode, which is always a very, very fun one, um, that look for that next week. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Also, in in pin news, there's two shows going on in the month of November. One is the Ohio Pin Show, which is taking place this weekend. I know a bunch of our readers and listeners are heading to that um, this year. It starts uh, tomorrow, I believe, and it's kind of the last big U.S. Pin Show of the year. I think the next one will be um, Philadelphia Pin Show in January. And also, a friend of the show, Silvana, emailed me to ask that I would mention the Melbourne Pin Show, Mike, Melbourne, Australia. Sunday, the 27th of November from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. We'll have a link in the show notes for all you Aussies that can get over to Melbourne um, at the end of this month. Do I'm it. pleased that um, you went with Melbourne then. You, 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 you ditched on Melbourne. I don't, I don't oh, think did that's I, right. Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah. You're so American. Oh, sorry. Bur- yeah, Melbourne. Bur- Birmingham, Melbourne. you know, stuff yeah. like that. Melbourne. 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 So, Man, I was Austri- looking at that when I saw that in the show notes and I was like... What's it going to take to get me and you to go to the Melbourne Pen Show? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one year. The The Australian pen community is strong. I mean, they, they bring it. It's a good, good group of people. Um, I'm in their Facebook group, um, a bunch of pen fans from Australia, and uh, it's just a uh, fun time. So we'll have to get to the Melbourne Pen Show one day. All right. That's, that's going on the list. <laughs> Added to the list. All right. So since we last recorded... Something new landed on my desk, Mike. I went a little crazy. I went a little crazy, even on even for myself. Um, I bought the most expensive pen I own. Um, oh my word! And it is the I. I this was definitely a FOMO thing, uh, a fear of missing out type of thing. The Sailor 105th anniversary pen. It's called. Uh, this is a name I'm not going to get right. Um, Zuise, Zuise, Z U I S U I S E I. Um, it is a limited edition 500 unit pin commissioned, made by Sailor, um, made out of blue and black ebonite in this wonderful stripe. I'm in love with this pen. I'm really happy I got it. It was crazy expensive. I sold like seven pins last week just so I could afford this one. Um, you know, I think that's, that's the way to handle these kind of purchases is right. I just can't eat a thousand dollar pen out the gate. So I sold off seven pins so I could afford this pen, but you know, I feel that it was worth it. And, um, it's really nice. It's uh, This is one of those that, as good as it looks in pictures, it's even better in person. Like, I'll want to show this pen off because 
it really is a unique style and shape and feel of this pen. I'm very, very happy with it. So we'll put some pictures and some details about it in the show notes. The one thing I didn't know, which I learned from the Andersons, who, by the way, last week's episode was awesome. They did, they were such great mm-hmm. guests and uh, I got a lot of great feedback on there. So thank you, Brian and Lisa for last week's episode. People loved, loved that show. But I looked on, on Brian's uh, site on the Anderson pen site And so there were 500 pins produced, 400 stayed in the Japanese market, 10 were allocated to the U.S. market, which is kind of crazy. You know, I bought mine from nibs.com because they had a waiting list beforehand, and I just happened to get one of them, but I don't know how many nibs got. Uh, Like the Andersons, they only got one, and they sold it, of course, you know, and, you know, other stores probably only got one or two, so I thought that was interesting. Um, it's, uh, it's a beautiful pen, one I'm going to very much enjoy, although I haven't had, uh, the chance to spend much time with it yet, but that's gonna, gonna change soon. Just been super busy. What do you think about this pen? This feels like one of those pens that like a photo cannot do. I mean, you mentioned it, but like, mm-hmm. it cannot do it justice. Like when I look at the pictures on the Anderson's website, it just looks blue. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, yeah. it doesn't really look well, it, well, and she get like the super close up ones, but just like the regular photos, it just looks like a blue pen. But right. it's not really. It's like black with like blue lines in it. I can see from yours. It looks like it's a hard one to photograph. It's very very hard. I mean, the stripes are as you know different. It's essentially like a zebra level striping. They're that differentiated from each other. There's like no blending of it at all. So like in in person, you can see that, and then you can see the way that uh, it was laid and the um, way it, the the material was was made. You know, they cut through it horizontally, and it it just looks. I don't know. It's it's really hard to explain. It just looks cool. I'm really happy with it. So, what nib do you cool. have in there? Um, a medium, stock medium nib. So I'll probably get it adjusted a little bit, put a little stub or italic on it. But I like the Japanese medium nibs just for regular everyday writing. But I might get this one tweaked a little bit. And because I, uh, I assume you just had to take what they had, right? There were so few of them. You yeah. can't be picky. They had. I could get uh, medium or broad, and I chose medium because I knew if I didn't do anything to it, I would enjoy writing with the medium. Japanese medium nibs are wonderful writing nibs for me. So yeah, it's it's great. And um, if I if I knew I wanted to modify it, I would have gotten a, a broad, but I wasn't sure I did, so I went with medium. So love it. Love this it, love is it, one it. that I look forward to to handling. It's interesting. Like yes. you said, it's like the most expensive, but it mm-hmm. can't be by a lot though, right? Like I was when you said that, I was expecting it to be more expensive than it is. Like Andersons have mm-hmm. it listed as like nine hundred or something. Yeah, I paid nine or nine fifty. I'd have to go back and look. My Nakaya, my big Nakaya was seven fifty, I think. And my King of Pins was seven fifty or eight hundred. Huh. So yeah. Yep. Not bad, man. It's a beauty. That's scary talking about that money like that. Oof. You're gonna use this one a lot, do you think? Like I know you always use, but like yeah. I just wonder how much you think. We'll see. That's to be determined, actually, because it's a bigger pen than I anticipated. It's oh, like okay. longer. It's a it's a large pen. So we'll right. see. Large pens tend to not go out of the house with me as much just because they're larger. Awkward. But if I took only one pen, I could plan for it and you know and take it better. You know something like that. So you know I want to I want to use the pen. So I will certainly find a way. Good stuff, I mean man. it's already it's already inked up and you know I've been messing around with it, but I haven't really taken it, carried it anywhere, things like that. So, uh, Draplin's on tour right now. Um, yeah. Traveling all over the place. Did you see the uh, the limited edition 
that he was doing the, the huge I didn't see field him. notes <laughs> yeah i didn't see him ahead of time then i saw him popping up on twitter with some people i follow that's pretty awesome how cool is that yeah i, I can't tell how big they are uh it looks massive to be like three by four and that's in feet not inches like it's they're close to three by four i think only 30 of them made yeah <laughs> They're pretty awesome. What are they called? Texas size, something or other? It's just, things are definitely bigger in Texas. They're called the yeah. industry edition, industry print industry. shop, fine art division. Gotcha. $60 each, I think. Yeah, I was reading one of them. I don't know if it's one of the links that you showed, but I know one of the links on Instagram was saying, I got one of these and I don't know what to do with it. And they ended oh, up mounting it on the wall. I, like yeah, big, I would have to display it as frame. artwork. There's nothing I would yeah. be able to do with that thing. Yeah, I think that's what it ended up being. They got just a big picture frame and hung it on the wall, and it's huge. It's like as big as your flat screen TV or something like that, just yeah. mounted up on the wall. It's hilarious. That's an addition that I appreciate exists, but I'm not interested in anything. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm I'm good without that one. <laughs> Speaking of Draplin, I, I got a ticket for his talk in London. Oh, um, cool. He's, he's going to be as part of an Adobe creative meetup event, um, and he's one of the speakers. It is on a day where I'm expecting to be dealing with a lot of new house stuff, so it mm-hmm. is TBC as to whether I can actually attend. What what does TBC mean? To be confirmed. Okay, we use TBD to be, to determined. be determined. So I was I was I, I couldn't come up with the C. So yeah, to be well, confirmed. I like that. Well, we TBDC as to whether I can actually make it or not. <laughs> I love you. Because uh, that's the day that my broadband is being installed. Oh well, that's very important for your business. Yeah, so I, I kind of need to. Do you need that. at I, least, yeah, two more years. I, I have a, I have this uh, weird, like I'm setting up basically a mobile recording studio right now, mm-hmm. um, because I know I'm going to be backwards and forwards from the new place for 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 a few weeks at least, where there's gotcha, not going to be gotcha. anything in it. Yeah. So like I've been trying to assemble this like new microphone and like this like portable foam shield. Basically expect that if you listen to a selection of my shows, you're going to hear some varying audio uh, over the next couple of months because <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to be for any of the recordings because I'm just like mm-hmm. shuttling backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards from new house to old house. Yeah. Speaking of which, I started mm-hmm. packing stuff up in boxes. Like I've started with some technology related things and uh, the, the, the wardrobe that I'm packing up next is my field notes. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many, man. I don't this know how awesome. I'm going to move all these things. Oh, I have no idea. Like I have this uh, big plastic kind of container that has a lid on it, which has got like a bunch of like assorted stationary items in it. I'm basically right. just going to take that thing up and be like, this, this goes. But, Yep. All of my good pens, like so all my good pens, I'm going to put them in the, the big wallet thing that I bought for pen mm-hmm. shows. So they will be packed up like that and they will be moved on my person when we eventually move, right? So I'm just going right. to, because it's too much. It's just, it, it's just too expensive. Like that that one wallet, something bad happens to that. It's like it's basically just burning money. Right. Because these things retain value, right? So there's, right. I need to be careful with them. That It's like... If someone was to have an antique collection kind of thing, this would be mine. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly right. And you take uh, extra care. People ask, you know, we've talked about moving before. And, you know, I always say those are the things that move on your person. There's always a range of items that movers move or that go into a truck. And there's things that go into your car or on your person. Pins Mm -hmm. are on that list. 
um, for people like ourselves, especially and,、um, because I I can get the majority of my good stuff in that thing in that because、right. I have like it's like a forty eight pen wallet thing, and there'll be some like some of my some of my retro fifty one collection or whatever is going to go in a, in a box because they're a bit more durable and, and、mm-hmm. less、uh, less of a concern.、Uh, but I haven't I have literally no idea how I'm going to pack these field notes. Like I could put them all in a box, but then it's just a box of paper, which you can't really do. You know, yeah. So yeah, just looking need- at them, I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do with this?、Right. Smaller boxes. I mean,、oh, yeah. multitude of smaller boxes. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I have so many. I feel like I need. To, <laughs> I haven't got enough time to like sort them. You know, like、mm-hmm. I might do that when we move, like when I'm unpacking them to like to sort them and be like, here is a bunch I don't need anymore. What do I do with that?、Uh, right. But right now, I haven't got the time to go through that. For these, anyway, for the field notes, I'm doing that with a lot of stuff. Like I'm filtering some stuff. Like I dumped out like a whole drawer of t-shirts last night.、Mm-hmm. You know, just like I, I tend to buy like multiple t-shirts of one whenever we do merchandise. Right.、So、it's like right now we got to get down to one, one of each design. <laughs> you know, I'm just、do、like starting to, to filter through stuff. Do you I, really have to? I don't really, but <laughs> I, I think I should. That's that's me. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling. I have、it's、like thirty, nearly thirty years of belongings in this house. Mm, that's true. That's a、uh, lot. It's this is this is the first time that I've moved, and the,、yeah. the family has moved when I was younger. But the,、yeah. I need to like do. I need to just filter through all my stuff. Yeah. So they're like um, uh, twenty something year old Mike Superman PJs in there. Are we talking like that level of of stuff? I do have a Superman onesie, which is not going to be making the <laughs> move with me. Uh, awesome. I don't even like Superman that much. If it was a Batman、yeah. onesie, that thing would be、yeah. in a box. It would be、yeah. on its way. But the Superman onesie, <laughs> I'm not that interested in. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so much stuff,、right. man.、I、so know, much stuff. Well, well, tell tell these fine listeners something that we really are interested in, Michael. This week's episode is brought to you by the Pen Chalet. They are a company that believes in a few certain things. They believe in. 100% satisfaction, and they guarantee that for all their customers. They believe in reasonable shipping rates, and they make sure that these are maintained when they sell internationally. They believe on free shipping within the United States, and they also believe in stocking all of your favorite brands and doing them at great prices with great discounts every single month. New styles every single month. New discounts, new closeout specials. They have everything. They have rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils. They have carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters from all of the brands that you're used to, like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Selica, Vaco. They have all of them. Now, as always, as I say, if there is a pen that you're looking for, if there is an item that you're looking for, you should always go to Pen Chalet. First, you go to p e n c h a l e t dot com. You click on the podcast link at the top of the website. You enter the password "pen addict" and you will get a ten percent off code for anything at the Pen Chalet. This is why you should go first because you will save money and you'll help support this show. They have so much stuff. This has happened to me a bunch of times where I wanted to buy something. I go to Pen Chalet and there it is. It's right there. It's ready for me to buy. So you get ten percent off anything. But as always, there are some special offers for Panatic listeners, and we have a super secret special offer this week, which is for the Sailor 1911 standard in black with an EF nib, twenty five percent off, plus the ten percent off coupon on top of that. This thing is a steal! What a what a fantastic deal! Another fantastic deal from Penshaley. Yeah, I, I pulled that up and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't look at these, you know, before you read them off. I pulled up the screen. I was like, uh oh, this is trouble, <laughs> because,、uh, I mean, you know, I love a good sailor and these pins are amazing, and 
the EF nib is a shockingly good writer for someone like myself who prints. You know, if you're if you're into cursive and have big handwriting, Japanese extra fine nibs are not going to be the ticket for you. If you're looking for something that writes like a 0.3 or 0.4 millimeter gel pen, this is the kind of pen you want. And this is like one of the nibs that is one of my favorites uh, off of any Japanese pen manufacturer. Um, this is a steal. Someone someone just emailed me earlier this week um, saying they wanted to purchase their first sailor. And, you know, I was talking about the different brands and models. And I talked about how sometimes every now and then you can find them on sale. This is a great deal. So definitely check this out at Pinchelle. This pen retails for $195. After the 25% discount, plus the 10% coupon, you can pick it up for $131.63. Fantastic. Go to penchalet.com. Check them out. Thank you so much to Penchalet for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So one of the reasons I was excited about this episode is we have a lot of new products to talk about that we haven't um, you know, checked out or given our feedback on that have kind of popped up on the scene. And the first one, now that I have it in my hands, and I, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know all the details on it, is Plumchester. So what Plumchester is, is the new um, art supply line from the team at Art Snacks. It's their own product line, if you will, own pins, own stationary line. Um, so they just launched their first product in November's um, box of goodies. So they had a, a 1.5. It's a brush pen, so I don't know how you mm-hmm. how you measure the uh, the dimensions of it, but it's a 1.5. So um, it's cool. I like it a lot. I'm interested to see what all they do, what they have up their sleeves. Like the full launch of the product line is 2017. So I did I did email Lee. Um, to say, hey, give me some information on Plumchester. Like, number one, how did you come up with that name? Because the name is, it's its kind of odd, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, I like but it. I like it, and I especially love the color, like their branding color. That's one of my favorite shades of purple. Um, so let me read a little bit what Lee said, because I, I said specifically, tell me about the name. Let me just so clarify something super quick. So Plumchester is the brand, and what mm-hmm. you have is in the Art Snacks box for November, They've, yes. cre- they've put one of their own products in there, but later they, uh, in next year, they're going to be selling this stuff, we assume. Es- essentially a full product lineup yep. of art supplies. Yes. So we got a Plumchester pin in this month's art supply, art snacks box. So so Lee said um, about the name that he and Sarah, his sister, who um, is also uh, part of the company, they really love the name Plum. And it invokes a color and a flavor, plus it's easy to remember, easy to spell, and pleasing to say. But when we started doing name research, there are a few competing companies using Plum in their name. So he said that him and Sarah both grew up in upstate New York and lived on Dorchester Street. So we borrowed the Chester and married it with Plum, hence Plumchester, creative tools for the modern artist. So it's cool. I like like hearing about how names come about because it's an extraordinarily difficult thing to do. Yep. I love the name, actually, because it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's like unique. uh, It doesn't exist. Um, I think it's cool. I like it. Yep, yep. So he said the first product is the 1.5 fine brush pen, um, and then they'll have have another product in the Art Snacks Studio Collection, which is available now, I think, for pre-order. And then in early 2017, they will launch a full product lineup at plumchester.com. So check it out if you're into that. I am into that. 
and um you know i i wish them all the best it's cool to see like a new art supply company mm-hmm. you know hitting the ground and it, it's just kind of cool um you don't think of these things anymore like you don't expect a new brick and mortar pen shop and then all of a sudden you have anderson pens you know we we're talking about them on their podcast how it was mont blanc's first retailer in seven years that they opened you know, you don't see a lot of new uh, art supply companies necessarily popping up. So it's very cool to see uh, Lee and Sarah um, put uh, the full force of their team behind it and uh, launch Plum Chester. So very proud of them. Very happy for yeah. them. So check it out. It's a real, like, interesting and kind of obvious evolution of their business. Right. You know, it's like it's- you've been selling this stuff for so long. You know it, like, intimately. Maybe you know how you can do it better, right? And it's like a right. similar way of how Knock launched. Right, right, exactly. So I told Lee once they do the full launch uh, next year, we'll get him on to yep. uh, talk all about it. Got it. So that that'd be great. Um, speaking of guys, we probably need to get back on it sometime. The the Baron Fig team launched limited edition subscriptions. The most prolific company on the planet, Baron Fig. <laughs> if it's a day that ends in Y, they, they have will have a new, new. product. <laughs> but um, I found this one very interesting. Um, I was very confused when i saw it number one because it's a multitude of subscription subscriptions Mm -hmm. yes still getting over that illness that's what i'm gonna blame so they launched this there are five subscription options five subscription options for four products for four products baron fig make four products now they make the confidant which is the the hardbound big moleskin size notebook they make the vanguard which are the pocket kind of field note size notebooks they make the squire which is the pen that we that i really love that has the uh the the schmidt refill inside and then the archer pencil which we spoke a couple of weeks ago they have those four products Mm -hmm. they're now launching quarterly subscriptions for all Mm -hmm. of them Mm -hmm. so there was a quarterly subscription for each of them four editions a year plus a subscription option where you get all four products. Yes. The big daddy. The big daddy. So let's talk about subscriptions in general. Um, stationary subscriptions. I'm mm-hmm. obviously pro subscription. Um, Good I business have model. F- yeah. I have a Field Note subscription. I have a Black Wings Volumes subscription. And I have an Art Snacks subscription. I have enough subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use an, what I have right now, so I obviously don't need one of these Baron Fig subscriptions. I'm holding out to see what they do. Like, the Squire subscription just seems completely unnecessary to me, right? <laughs> I, don't need a new, I don't need a new Squire every that's three the, months. That's the only one I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's, here's why I'm holding out. I want to see if they are innovating or if they are skinning existing products in the past they've skinned existing products right Mm -hmm. new cover new color all exterior skinning right field notes innovates they change interiors they use different printing techniques um blackwing is more of the skinning style but they invented a new graphite core to put in one of their pencils i can get behind that Art snacks, you never know what you're going to get. It's a complete surprise. So that's kind of cool. This right now, based on their past limited editions, looks like a skinning subscription. I don't need just the next cover print 
of one of the notebooks. I don't need the next, I don't need the green squire, you know, when I have the gray one, you know, do I need a, do I end up needing 10 of those? Is there going to be some kind of innovation involved that will get me more interested in becoming a limited edition subscriber to Baron Fig? Does that make sense? It makes sense. Uh, I need to see I, more. I agree to a point. And I think that you can do the skinning option and it'd be exciting, which mm-hmm. is what I think for many people, um, what Blackwing are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they created that graphite. It was one of them out of like the four or five that they've been like. Right. But what they've done is created really interesting stories and really interesting looking product. And I think that it's possible. This is what I assume is going to happen with the Squire, right? They're going to make a bunch of really interesting looking. Let ones. me just say about the the Blackwing while you mentioned that, because I, I meant to say that before. There's a depth to the storytelling of that product, even if it is a skin, right? Mm-hmm. There's something more to it than just skinning a pen. There's a story behind it. There's a reasoning. There's extras, things like that. So, sorry. I, I, I meant to say that. But, like, you know, if you look at the Vanguard, the Vanguard have been very different looking. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I think that they've done a decent job with the ones that they've previously done, right? Like, the designs are, are vastly different across the, I think, the three limited editions that they've done. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm covered for notebooks. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm good. My notebook subscription game is taken care of. I have no interest in going larger in my notebooks anymore. Uh, I have no interest in pencils. Mm-hmm. The only product line, the only product that 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 Baron Fig do that I I am I am very interested in is the Squire because they <laughs> use the the pen is is very yeah. well made and they use the refill it, that I like. It's a great pen. Um, again, like. I still think that they make great stuff. Uh, I recommend them to other people. Just mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily in the market for stuff that they tend to sell. So right. I am not going to sign up for a subscription sight unseen here. Right. I think now, that's where I'm at. From what I can see, they are going to be selling these products as well, very similar to how Field Notes do. I mean, let, let's just be frank here. This is the Field Notes model, right? Like, yeah, sure. Everybody else takes it from them, especially when well, it comes and- to like, these sort of products. And this is for their customers, yeah. right? They are, they obviously have heard from their customers that they would like regular things to show up in their mail because they love their product so much. Yep. And I've and I've said before, like about Baron Fig, I wish that they had more color and variety to their line. So I, I think mm-hmm. that this is a good move for them, but I think mm-hmm. it's too much at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have liked to have seen them maybe do the Vanguard Limited Edition, see how that works. And then scale. I think mm-hmm. offering your entire product line on a subscription basis is. I can't see a world in which this doesn't stretch them too thin. Like mm-hmm. I can't. How are they going to come up with, right. like, all of these different designs? Like it feels like too much. And then well, we potentially enter the world that you're saying of like it's just red. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't know if that's enough, right? Like this is the thing that like, to sign up for a subscription like this, you've got to be really confident that what you're going to be getting is worth it. Because right. I don't think there are a lot of people, especially with the pens, that are going to mm-hmm. need them. You know, you're not running through them, right. so they need to have a thing to them. So this is something I'm going to keep my eye on. Um, they are a, an innovative company in in the way that they work. You know, it's Baron, Baron Fig is one of the most interesting companies that's popped up in the time that we've been doing the show because they came out of nowhere and became a thing, like a real mm-hmm. thing. Right. They're a very successful company, at least it seems that way. Um, and that they do make good products and they really fit um, they really fit a niche in, in, in the market, right, for the type of people that they sell to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
but this really does seem like an an awful lot to me. Uh, I feel like that this is uh, this is a lot to process as a consumer. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Would it would it shock you to say if I picked one of these to subscribe to, it'd be the Archer pencil? Would that be a surprise to you? I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, that that has a chance to me yeah. to be the coolest um, out of the bunch. Neither of me or you are going to subscribe to the paper because we already have more paper coming in the mail than we right. can do anything with. Right. Um, but yeah, the, I think that the the reason that the Squire interests me is because nobody else is doing this. I agree with that. That's that's fair. Because I mean, like, I look at it as like, give me retro fifty one level of variation, and and yes. we and we've got something interesting going on here. Right. That that's the way that I'm thinking about this. This is what I want to see from them. I want to yeah. see like different materials, different colors, real like interesting, vibrant things. Like my concern is they're not going to push themselves enough because they are a very kind of muted brand. Mm-hmm. Like everything's real neutral mostly and I think that if they unless they're willing to kind of step out of their comfort zone a little bit, this could be yeah. this could be difficult for them. But yeah. this is something yeah. I'm keeping an eye on. It's a it's a very bold move. Yeah, I'm anxious to see the first quarter's editions mm. of all these. And you're right about the timelines. That's uh, extremely aggressive, ha- having launching all these at the same time, so they come up at the same time. I assume these are all on the same schedule. That's, uh, uh, the, that's the a The paper is this year, the pens are next year. Oh, okay. So okay. The papers, they have new ones in Q4, and the gotcha, pen, gotcha. pen and pencil, that's Q1. Okay. But they're still going to be turning these over every quarter. Well, can you imagine? I, I can't plan... Like my 2017 plan for knock is almost full, right? I can't imagine all these different products, the, the having to redo them, having to have something launch every three months for each of these product lines. Knowing what I go through, that's a huge, huge challenge. So uh, I hope they can pull it off, and I'm anxious to see, um, you know, what comes from it. I just, I just don't know how you could have the creativity. Um, yeah. Uh, so bring it on, Baron Fick. Yeah. I'm I'm that's, really interested to see what you've done and uh I want you to to show me that you know what you're doing. Yeah, it's nothing if not uh aggressive and uh and confident in their in their products. So uh yeah, bring it. Let's see what you got and I, I look forward to them delivering. I think they can do it. All right, let's take our final break. We've got a couple more interesting products to talk about today. So it's, it's, uh, this is the holiday season. It is new product time. Uh, this week's episode is also brought to you by <laughs> Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com and use the offer code INC, I-N-K, at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace puts all the power that you need into your hands, takes away the things you don't want to have to worry about. They have easy-to-use tools and templates. Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world and you can share anything right you can share your blog you can share your music you can share uh your restaurant right if you're going to set up a little restaurant page you can use their cover pages to share your engagement maybe to share your wedding info maybe you sell stuff and you want to share that with the world well they have a commerce platform as well i was just tinkering around my squarespace page today i'm just setting up some stuff that i'm working on uh for just a small little project and it always astounds me how easy it is to use squarespace like i never get stuck with anything it's just like okay I can naturally assume the way this is going to go. And that's part of their WYSIWYG page building system, right? I can just assume if I can think it, I can pretty much do it. But they do have that 24-7 support team. They're there if you need them. And they communicate with you in a way that I think so many people who build these types of products want to talk to people, email and live chat. I don't want to call anyone. 
Like, I don't want to speak on the phone. <laughs> I want to speak to somebody in the browser whilst I'm trying to work on this page. That's where I want my support. This is all the stuff that Squarespace has built on. These are their tenants, right? Their, their site templates are great to look at. They all feature responsive design. They have state-of-the-art technology. They ensure security. They ensure stability. It's all professionally designed. Your stuff's going to look great if you use their product. I love Squarespace. I've been an advocate for their brand for a long, 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 long time because I believe in the product that they build. And there aren't, I won't say that for anybody, but there's a reason that I continue to work with them. It's a great company. They make a great product. If you can sign up for their plans to start at just $12 a month, you can get a free trial with no credit card required and start booting your own website straight away by going to squarespace.com. Then when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code INK, I-N-K to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of FM. So this next product I saw from our friend Adam Blaine over at the desk of Adam, um, it's called Rights Notes. And I bring this up for a multitude of reasons, primarily because I've been getting a lot of questions recently about, hey, I want a notebook with this on the right side and this pattern on the left side, you know, grid on the right, bank black, uh, blank on the left. I'm having difficulty with the words today, Michael. Mm. Um, so, you know, I say, boy, that Field Notes Arts and Science Edition would be pretty cool for you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and actually someone did, someone I said that to, uh, they went out and bought some off of eBay, got a really good deal on one. I was like, wow, good job. So, um, what rights notes does is they make custom, custom journals where you can pick out every ingredient, if you will, of the inside of that book. So you can choose your page format, um, your, the pattern on the paper, um, you know, dots, grids, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, this is not a new thing. There's a company that I reviewed several years ago called Bound Notebooks. And they're still in existence where you can do that. And I forgot to recommend those things to people who've been asking me for, hey, can I get this on one side and this on the other side? Memory serves you didn't really like that though. I didn't. No, I, I liked picking it out. I just didn't think the quality was good enough for the price. Like, I didn't think the paper quality was nice enough. The product itself was physically good. Like, the production, the style, the design of it was very good. I have a feeling this rights notes might be the same thing, but I haven't tried the paper. Adam says the paper is very good for uh, fountain pens. So, but yeah, I wasn't all about um, the bound notebooks. They didn't like knock my socks off. They were just good. They were okay if you needed a specific thing. Super granular with this thing, though. Yes. Like, this yeah. is kind of amazing. Yeah. And that's how this other system was, too. I mean, it's really, really deep in what you could do. Like, I had, a like, a city map in one of mine. You can add all kinds of insane stuff. This is kind of... A, I'm, like, I'm playing around with this thing now. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of amazing. It's pretty cool, isn't it? But so, like, it'd be interesting to see if, so, some more feedback on this. Memory serves with that bound notebook, because that you could mm-hmm. choose the actual paper, though, right? Like... Or was that something else? What was the one where you could say, like, I want Rhodia paper in this. I want Clairefontaine paper in this. That's from the, the company that did the Pen Addict cover notebooks. They're also in the UK. Um, I'm going to, I can't remember the name of it. I'll look, I'll find it while you talk. All right. Yeah. Because that, that's you tell interesting. Me the pri- while you, I'll find it while you tell me the price of these because I don't know what it is. Well, the, the words, the rights notes. Yeah. It says you can buy a two pack for £17.49. I don't know how they're and doing that's this. that's a 64-page book? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, it's 64 pages. Mm. 
Okay. I, I mean, I guess that's okay. I mean, I just don't see how the how how the economy scales. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really can't understand it because let's say uh, cuz you can choose sections, right, in these, which I Again, can correct me if I'm wrong, but this mm. is, I don't remember this from the other one. So I can choose so, like a to-do list on on the left page. I can yes. choose wireframes on the right page, and then I so I can make that ten pages long. Then I can add another section, and I can add another section. Like the the build to orderness of this makes <laughs> this very expensive to produce. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm kind of confused how a company could make any money doing this. Yeah, yeah, it's very. Um work intense um so we'll see i mean you know the 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 notebook you were thinking of is called book block book block yep hmm interesting i i i would be interested in trying stuff like this out i mean they seem mm-hmm. to be they, they tout the quality of their paper uh, mm-hmm. 90 gram mohawk paper says you won't see a spot of ink through the page yeah adam mentioned that in his review that was very nice um, I wonder about the, I wonder how they're printed. You know, I, I, I do have some questions. It's, it's interesting. It's, you know, maybe something I should try out and get some more of because I like this kind of customization stuff, obviously. And it's someone I will recommend when people are looking for, Hey, I need half and half of whatever kind of page. Um, this is a great, great idea. So we'll yeah, to I love that they have, uh, wireframes for iPhone, yeah. iPad and the web. Yep. Stuff like that is really cool, and you can have to do this on the other side. I mean, it sounds amazing. I just, I really, I don't know at that price how they're making any money. Mm-hmm. But good luck to you, Writes Notes. Yeah. Um, shoot, let us great. know if you're listening out there. Right. Right. All right, so this last product, um, I want you to go first, Michael. So this is called um, Comp, mm-hmm. Simply Comp. Um, we have not talked about this. I would like to hear your feedback. And you so, know what this means usually before I let you go first. <laughs> so the Comp Notebook, it is a, a fancy version of what is called the... What is what is the name of these notebooks? The Composition, composition. Notebook. Now, this is not something that we have. You know, In the UK. Yeah. You did not grow up... Did you grow up with any type of um, notebook that wasn't a spiral-bound or any kind of like staple-bound, tape-bound, any yeah, kind of Yeah, but stuff? I don't remember them. Sure. There, not, there isn't, you know. Well, so just not a thing. Not a thing. People can in the UK. correct me if I'm wrong, but like I can't think of like this this brand that everybody used. Now I know these mm. books because I would see them on American TV, like on Saved by the Bell. Exactly. Or so I do have a, a little taste of nostalgia for this classic design. Now I watched the video, and this is quite simply. Probably the best Kickstarter video that I have ever seen. <laughs> they created a documentary mm-hmm. about this notebook, and then I backed it. Uh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I backed it. Uh, I thought, this is so well done. You care about this so much. I will throw $20 at you and get one of these books. <laughs> the video is the best Kickstarter video I have ever seen as well. It's incredible. It, it, it's, it's a literal almost, documentary. Yeah. On the composition notebook. It's, since it's almost like this project started with him wanting to make a documentary. Right. And then halfway through, he was like, do you know what? I'm just going to make my own book and sell it on Kickstarter. Well, they're, they're from an advertising company, right? I mean, they have all the tools there. Uh, they have the, okay. the storytelling ability to pull that off, right? Uh, Pentagram is a, a huge design firm. Um, 
in oh, New is, York. Oh, is they come from there? Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, as great as the video is, this product is absolutely everything but a composition notebook. <laughs> it is in zero percent. Okay, one percent composition notebook in the fact that the cover is marbled. That is the only composition notebook why, feature. Why is that? That it is. This okay. is not what a composition notebook is. It's not. You can and you look it in the video when they go through the history of it. Composition notebooks are staple bound, tape bound covers. Circular corners. Um, and- yeah, rounded corners. I mean, diff- um, finer rulings on the lines. Um. This is. This actually makes me kind of upset. Oh, okay. It's, it's just on the marketing of it. It's a awesome journal. It's a great notebook. It's a Leutsch term. It's a Moleskine. They got it for a great price. The price is very good. It's not a composition book, and I'm very partial to composition books, so it makes me upset, especially when. You watch that video and the love to the composition book and they're going to make it better. And they show Michael Beirut's stack of composition books, which is something I've seen for years, which is just wonderful. I love seeing beat up, destroyed compositions book. This is not a composition book. Composition books are cheap and made for the masses. And, you know, they're put together differently. They have a different meaning for this. This is a journal. It's not a composition book. It has a completely different meaning, style, taste aesthetic to it it's just not it's that's the problem i have with it um the lines and the spacing are horrible i I hope you order blank because yeah yeah i don't i don't don't understand yeah it's disgusting i don't understand what they're doing with that line yeah i I don't know i don't know why you would do that i don't know what the big black lines for i don't know what the big gap is for i don't like composition books have blue lines this is oh the lines bother me as much as anything. The lines are, you're trying so hard to be something you're not with these lines. I don't know what you're doing. It's really, really bad. Um, but I can get behind the blank version and I can get behind this as a journal or a notebook or, you know, whatever idea pad. It's everything but a composition notebook. I'm sorry. I, I hate this product. <laughs> It makes me mad. I'm getting all hot and bothered here. My face is turning wow, red. Oh, wow. I was not expecting this. What did I go off on a couple of weeks ago? I got really oh. upset about something in a similar way, right? Like you brought this thing yeah. to the table, thought it was really cool, and then I started screaming about it for an hour. Yeah, I, I can't remember. We got some feedback on that too, and I can't remember what it was now. But um, I really, uh, you know, I hate to say pretentious hipster stuff because honestly i like some pretentious hipster stuff this you know? is this is I have pretentious the beard hipster stuff it's why yeah. i've bought it that's why i'm saying i like that kind of stuff I, you should see the watch i just bought <laughs> 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 it's so pretentious his, hipster douchey stuff and this is the epitome of that and the problem is it breaks a tradition that is beloved it, it it's broken what the meaning of the composition notebook is by putting this on there and it really upsets me that it's being passed off this way make this journal call it a journal it's in no way an homage to a composition book it's just not so there you go and i'm not saying like i wouldn't enjoy like the blank notebook of this i'm sure it's perfectly fine like i said the pricing is outstanding 19 bucks for this type of book 
is a pretty good deal. It's just not a composition book. I'm really displeased at the positioning of the marketing around this. And that's that's my biggest problem. I'm sure it's a perfectly fine notebook. But the way they position it, the way they're marketing it, um, is just it's just not right in my mind in in being, you know, fair to the original. It's complete it's completely different except for the marbled cover. Maybe that's why I bought it, right? I just saw a a, a nice thing right like i just saw like a nice notebook it's like oh that looks nice they really care about it like i i buy it do you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's like okay like because i have no i have just no attachment to the composition notebook other than the cover which is they've they've replicated right huh. and it's like i talked to jeff you know like me and Jeff love composition notebooks. We're like, one day we're going to make a composition notebook. And, you know, and it's not going to be true to, it'll never be as true to the original because of the price, right? Any mass produced composition notebook usually runs like $2 or less. We just couldn't produce anything like that that would be of any quality. But, you know, maybe we could come up with something pretty cool that's true to the true to the game. Um, when you see something like this, it's it's not. Hmm. It's not. I I really dislike this product. Well, there you go. You know, my doorbells rang twice since we've been on this show, and I'm really wondering what I'm missing this whole time. It could be really interesting products. It could mm-hmm. be some composition notebooks. <laughs> Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, All right. If you want to catch our show notes for this week, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 230. Thanks again to our lovely sponsors, the great folk over at Dudek Modern Goods, Pen Chalet, and Squarespace. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to catch Brad online, he's at penaddict.com and knock.co, and he is at dowdyism on Twitter and penaddict on Instagram. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E, on all the social places that you would wish to be. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to uh, get your gear guide hat on. We'll be joined by the lovely Anna Reinert. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>